This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, we used to say, as the forest industry goes, so does BC. Now, I know that isn't the case as much anymore, but still, this is an industry that is deeply entwined in our province, and right now, it is hurting. It has been a tough year for our forestry industry. There have been mills closing all over the province. So you've got thousands of workers in heading into Christmas here without a job and without a whole lot of hope that things might turn around in the new year. We wanted to talk more about this. What is the outlook like for the forestry industry? What would help at this point? Joining us is Susan Yurkovich, who is the president and CEO of the BC Council of Forest Industries. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Have we seen times like this before when it comes to the forestry industry? Well, there, you know, obviously it's a it's a cyclical industry, and it's had it's experienced uh, its share of ups and downs, uh, subject to the commodity market prices, and also with changing circumstances in global markets where we, where we sell our products. But this time is really different. We've got some of those same market challenges, but we also have a very significant structural shift in the cost and availability of fiber. All right. And so what would help with that? Like, what, is there something do you think that some level of government could do? Well, there's, there's a number of things. Um, we've put out a document um, that is looking at where, where do we go out of this transition? It's, the industry is in transition. But I think, you know, at the top of your uh, segment, you talked about the importance of this sector. And I, I think we should, you know, we have to underscore that. Yes, there have been many changes in the forest sector, but it's still a very, as you said, a very important part of the economy. It drives 100,000 jobs or so in our province and communities spread around uh, all over the province in every, in every region of the province, including right here in the Lower Mainland. So it's really the health of this sector is still vital, vitally important for the overall health of our economy. So we've laid out a number of ideas uh, for how we move through this transition and how we can set ourselves up for success moving forward. They're not just ideas, though, for government. They're ideas for industry, communities, First Nations, um, and all stakeholders who are involved in our business. All right, let's talk about some of those ideas. What do you think would help? Well, first of all, I think, you know, one of the things we're talking about is really making sure that we understand uh, we have a secure access to fiber. Of course, well, when you're making wood products or forest products of any kind, uh, obviously the first and most important thing is to have access to that fiber and to make sure that you have access to it at a, at a cost that's going to allow you to compete in the global market. And I think that's key. It's a key, um, a key tenant of, of what we've put out here. We do have, of course, a lot of, uh, we value a lot of things that come from the forests, but we also value uh, the jobs and the economic activity that it provides uh, to people across the province. Okay, so if we start there, like, is there a market out there? Or how, how do the mills need to adapt as well, the companies? Well, we've got very sophisticated manufacturing facilities, um, and we have had for many years, you know we've been facing uh, trade mm-hmm. uh, pressures from the U.S. It's forced our mills in many places to be amongst the most sophisticated uh, wood products manufacturers, but there are also places where we need to 
change uh, the nature of our manufacturing. With our wood costs going up, we need to try and extract greater values. So we're going to need to make investments in that. That goes back to making sure that we have the fiber to justify those investments. And so, you know, it all goes back to a cost of fiber at a reasonable cost of fiber and access to that fiber over a, a period of time that can incent people to make the investments to take advantage of the some of the, the new opportunities that are out there. How do we extract greater value? Well, uh, you know, we have been primarily, we've been focused on the the primary wood products, so dimension, lumber, pulp and paper products, but we can look to provide more uh, further manufacturing to those products to be able to number one, provide different products that consumers in across the globe want, but also to try and decrease our reliance on the co- commodity markets. When you are a commodity market producer, you are subject to global prices, which you can't control. If we can move more of our production into the a value-added uh, side. We do produce a lot of value-added already, particularly on the coast, but if we can do that, uh, we can decrease our reliance on that commodity marketplace and also uh, help uh, get better right. prices for some of our products. But all of that is going to require investment. Yes, yeah, so it feels like we've talked about that forever, right? Not just shipping off raw logs, but having more value-added product here. What's holding us back from doing that at this point? Well, we, I think, to be clear, we do produce a wide variety of products and we ship those around the globe. I think right now, um, the cost environment for operating here uh, makes it challenging to incent people to make significant investments. So we need to make sure we have uh, a place where people can secure that access to fiber, and then we can look for different opportunities. I should also say that, particularly in the interior of the province, For a long period of time, the harvest has been focused on the beetle-impacted wood. That wood wasn't necessarily the right uh, fiber for uh, high-value products. That was uh, beetle-impacted wood was perfect for uh, lower-grade applications, particularly in the Asian market where we opened up the market for formworks or for for products that were going into concrete formworks. Now that we've mostly worked through that fiber, we have better quality fiber, which allows you to do more with it. Interesting. Okay. Are you hopeful then, Susan, looking ahead to 2020? Do you think there the signs are out there to help out the industry? Yeah. You know, there are opportunities. I just returned from a trip uh, into the Asian markets again. Uh, we go there periodically and there are lots of opportunities that we see there. Um, look, there's no question that we're going for an incredibly difficult transition and that's hitting communities and workers hard. And so a lot of the attention right now should be focused on those workers and uh, the communities to help through this painful transition. But there are opportunities. I see particularly opportunities as the world is looking to wood and forest products more and more to address the climate change challenge. Uh, We see opportunities in Asia, in North American markets, uh, for some of the wood building systems, in tall wood structures, in uh, multi-story buildings that are being built with wood Mm -hmm. as more and more people are looking to a greener, clean, renewable uh, product, and wood is the perfect building material. All right. Well, Susan, thank you so much for your time on this. Okay, thanks very much. That's Susan Yurkovich, the President and CEO of the BC Council of Forest Industries.